someone will let us know, hopefully. But a uh, little different today. We're doing a, a live podcast. It's the first time we've done a live podcast. We've done live streams like this before for college football earlier this year. But uh, this is the first time that we're doing a live podcast, uh, Super Bowl 55 pregame show. This is also technically episode 61 of the review. Seth and I are here live on Twitch, live on YouTube. Seth, how's it going? I'm good. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm very excited to watch the game today. I think it's going to be a good one. Um, just, it'll be interesting to me to see how the fans are able to affect the game. You know, there aren't that many you know, compared to the capacity of the stadium being allowed in, but still significantly more than have been allowed in. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a, a nice day for football, and then we're going to have to be in this drought for 200 and something days until the next game. So right. hopefully it's a good one. Yeah, I, w- I didn't think about that until you just reminded me of that, that this is the last Sunday of NFL football until what? September, like the first week of September, second weekend of September. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a little bit of a bittersweet moment, especially because we don't really have a horse in this race. I mean, I guess some people from New England are rooting for Tom Brady, but uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, like I'm wearing a Tom Brady Bucks jersey, but that doesn't mean I'm rooting for Tom Brady. It was very, very clear about that. That does not mean I'm rooting for Tom Brady today. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of aspect the whole COVID season coming to like the climax and you have like what, what is hopefully to be one of the better games of the year between the greatest of all time right now. And the guy who's probably next in line for that title. Uh, and this game might have big impact on that. So this is how we're going to do this. Basically we're just going to be live for like, you know, however long it takes us to talk about this game, to drop our predictions, to talk about what the Super Bowl is going to look like. Uh, what we think this game means for Brady, what it means for Mahomes and the Chiefs, what it means for the Buccaneers. I don't think it means that much for Tampa Bay, to be honest with you. And uh, and yeah, if any of you also, like we did with the college football, have any questions for us or want us to cover any topics, if we forget to cover them, just drop them in the chat. I'll leave you that message right now to uh, to just drop us questions in the chat. We'll be sure to uh, we'll be sure to try and get to them, but. Uh, but if not, let's uh, let's get it going. So uh, first, let's just talk about basic predictions for the game. Because to be honest with you, I don't care that much about the game itself versus like the Super Bowl. So why don't you go ahead? Who do you think? Who do you want to win this game? If you want anybody to win this game, I, I want the Bucks to win this game. To be completely honest with you, there are more guys on that Buccaneers team that I find myself being able to root for. Um, I mean, I am kind of in that camp of you know Tom Brady gave us so much, we might as well root for him to win another one. Um, I'm not. I've never been a big Andy Reid guy. Like I respect him. I like the whole like thing last year where he was like, you know, I might eat like two burgers or whatever. The whole burger thing after the Super Bowl, I thought was funny. Um, I like his like really bad Hawaiian shirts. Um, but other than that, you know, I've, I've never been a big Andy Reid guy. So I'm definitely, I'm leaning Tampa here. I'm, I mean, I'm going to pick them later, right? Like, it's not, I mean, you know, if I'm going to root for them, I might as well pick them too. So right. what this, for me, what this game is. So I've been very vocal on the podcast. I didn't want either of these teams to be in the Super Bowl. I didn't want Brady to be back in the Super Bowl. I didn't want the Chiefs to be back in the Super Bowl. At least my worst nightmare didn't come true, which was a State Farm Bowl, which, by the way, State Farm apparently is adding somebody to, like, their roster. Did you see that commercial? 
No, I didn't. Oh, it's so dumb. So, you know, if you're new here, I hate State Farm. I hate the ads. I hate Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I hate Patrick Mahomes. And I hate Jay from State Farm. Uh, they did an ad that I saw on YouTube, which was like, we're adding someone to the roster on Sunday, i.e., their Super Bowl commercial is going to add another player to the State Farm team or whatever. Ugh. Yeah. That, that's a nightmare. I'm sure that they were like begging and praying for a Chiefs versus Packers Super Bowl because that would be like a marketing like genius. But, uh, but they didn't get it. So, ha, screw you. Um, but, yeah, I, don't want, I didn't want either of these teams to be in this game. I really don't want either outcome either. Like, I'm going to be... I'm not going to be satisfied either way with what happens. Like, if the Chiefs win again, it's like, ugh, you know, Patrick Mahomes won another Super Bowl. I don't like Patrick Mahomes. I don't like Jackson Mahomes. I don't like Patrick Mahomes' fiance. Uh, and I just, I don't want to, you know, buy into the theory that, like, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are, like, the next New England Patriots and Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to buy right. into that theory because that's just not happening at all. They're a good team. They're a great team, but they are in no way. They could get to that point. But they haven't proven themselves. Like winning back-to-back Super Bowls, teams do that all the time. Well, not all the time, but like it's happened before. It's like, right. It's not unheard of. This isn't like crazy. Oh my God, they're the first team to ever do it. No, it's happened before. So I don't want to like give the Chiefs any more ammunition to say that they are, you know, the greatest dynasty, whatever. There, Patrick Mahomes is the goat. But then on the other side of the ball, I don't want Brady to win. And then, you know, have the narrative be Brady was the reason in New England and not Belichick and that Brady doesn't exactly. Belichick. So either way, one of one of those two narratives is going to come to fruition. Either way, I do yeah. not want it to happen. So that's where I'm at right now. Uh, let's talk about picks first, like basic straight up picks. We'll get into the prop bets, the fun part of it later on. Basic picks, like how do you see this game going? What do you think is going to happen Uh come you know kick off in about an hour and a half i don't know it, it's a weird one i mean i've got bucks 28 24 i just think everyone's going to be expecting a big you know point high point scoring matchup but i think that the way the buccaneers win this game is controlling the clock and i think that means that they're going to have to run the ball a little bit more than you know you might expect a tom brady team to do that so I feel like a lower scoring game is in the cards, um, you know, compared to like the people who think it's going to be like a 38 to 31 final score, right? Like, you know, that type of thing. Um, what I'm interested to see is, and honestly, what I kind of hope happens is, look, I'm going to root for Tom Brady to win this game just because of everything he gave New England. But I, I want it to be an outcome where it's clear that, other factors led to them winning the Super Bowl other than Tom Brady. It's yeah. so, like, I don't want Tom to have a bad game, but I want it to be like, oh, the defense really got them this victory. Just because, like, I feel like if Tom has a good game, then it still works for his legacy. Um, and if it's clear that someone else really had a major impact on them winning this game, then it will kind of limit the chatter of, oh, Belichick didn't do anything to win the Super Bowls in New England. Agreed. Yeah, let's put it this way. Like, Tom Brady has not been great this year. Like, you can't, you can't sit here and tell me that, oh, Tom Brady's the same Tom Brady. He's not. If you're Robbie Carpentier, you can say that because you're, you know, addicted. <laughs> you're addicted. Like, I say this every podcast, BDS, Brady Derangement Syndrome. 
These people think that Tom Brady can do no wrong. Yeah, he's a good quarterback, but he's not as good as he once was. Like, can we just, like, can everyone agree on the fact that Tom Brady's not as good as he once was? He's still good. He's still better than, like, every other quarterback. But please, like, when you're 45 years old still trying to play in the NFL, which is a young man's game and a changing game, you're not the same quarterback. I still love Tom Brady. I'm wearing a Tampa Bay Tom Brady jersey. Like, like how I love Tom Brady. I think he's the greatest Boston sports athlete. Probably the greatest athlete of all time. Not athletic-wise, but just, you know, in terms of being an all-around athlete. I think that he's one of right. the best of all time, if not the best. But I know that I'm going to get hate for saying that he's not at the level that he once was. But look at the numbers. The numbers don't lie. They're kind of going like this. Not like this, like everybody thought, like that cliff that everybody on ESPN talked about. But just a little dip. Shout out Max Kellerman. Just a little dip in numbers. Just a little dip. So he hasn't been great. That that conference championship game against the Packers wasn't great. Like he he was not making great throws. He threw multiple and what was it? Three interceptions. Something yep. like that. Yeah, three interceptions. His throws weren't great. I think they won that game on the shoulders of their defense. Um, so I think that you know. Wouldn't be shocked if Brady came out and put up a just okay performance. Like, I, I get that Tom Brady in Super Bowls, you never go against Tom Brady in Super Bowls, but hey, he's been to 10, he's lost four. Uh, so, you know, anything can happen. I don't think that ever. He's been to nine, time. lost three. This is his 10th. Okay, whatever. Uh, he's won six. Let's, yeah, he's won six and, yeah. and he's lost three. The others he hasn't, he hasn't won. It's still a 66%. Super Bowl he's won has been because of him. Like there's well, yeah. I mean, if it was because of him, he would have won every single MVP. Right, we would have beaten the Giants. We would have beaten the Eagles. Like that's just you know how it is. So don't be shocked if Brady doesn't come out and like not play that great today. I think if the Buccaneers win this game, to be honest with you, he's going to be on the shoulders of their defense because the Chiefs have such a good offense. So I agree with you that if you're going to see Brady and the Buccaneers win, you don't want it to be like a you know, 350-plus yard, no interception, three-plus touchdown performance, I think to better, you know, skew the narrative of Brady can do it with a bell check. Brady doesn't have a great game. Bucks as a team, do have a good game. So you said, what, 28-24 Tampa? Yeah. I kind of like that. Um, see, this game could go one of two ways. And whenever I say this, I say the only two possibilities, but – I think that you could, and I hope that it's not, but you could get a boring game. You could get a, a like a 17 to 13 game. If the offenses aren't clicking as well, if it's a defensive battle, which, hey, it very well could be. These two teams have good defenses. Uh, I think the Chiefs down the line are probably better offensively right now than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. Um, of course, you can make the argument that, you know, toe-to-toe, tail of the tape at each position, that the Buccaneers might have an edge. But I think the Chiefs have a better offense right now. Um, if it is a defensive battle, I think Tampa Bay wins. If you can, if you can find a way to shut Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, Nicole Hardman, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, all if you can find a way to shut them down or just, or just not shut them down. It's just so many guys, right? It's but then so the same many. thing goes for Tampa Bay. Like, remember you said Antonio Brown was out for the conference championship, and that's going to have an effect. And I laughed, and I'm like, yeah, because they don't have. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brait, Scotty Miller, uh, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy, Tom Brady. Like, I think both of these teams are, are very top-heavy. I think they have a lot of names, and I said this earlier in the year, it was a problem for Tampa Bay that they had too many big names because they were overshadowing one another. 
It's kind of like the thing with the Cleveland Browns. You take Odell out of that scenario, they were a better offense this year. And then we can have that, you know, conversation all offseason about if they were ah. better or not without Odell or with Odell. Um, back to my prediction, though. Got a little bit off track. I'm going to say, I'm going to go against you. I think it's going to be higher scoring than 28 to 24. I think this game hits the over. I've got like 38, 35 bucks. I think. I, I think you're going to see like a game winning field goal Vinatieri type situation where Brady drives him down the field late in a tie game and they get like the advantage by three. Um, I don't know though. This game really could go like one of many ways. Who do you think wins MVP? And we this will kind of segue us into the prop bets too, but MVP odds. I kind of see like the it. Lines. <laughs> if Kansas City wins, I like honestly I find it hard to believe that either of the quarterbacks win win it. Like I don't like I think you could make an argument for maybe a Travis Kelsey or a Tyreek Hill winning it, but I feel like if the Chiefs win it, it's probably going to be Mahomes just because of the popularity factor. And then when it comes to the Bucks, I just they don't really have a guy that you could look at and say, "Oh yeah, that guy could change the game." Other than Brady, right? Like it's gonna it's gonna be like the um, uh, what's it called? Um, you know, like the Rams Patriots Super Bowl, right? That was that was the one where um, MVP ends up being uh, Edelman. Yeah, Edelman. So Edelman, like, that's a guy who would put up huge numbers in Super Bowl games. Then it was James White the last time before that because he made a lot of clutch plays down the stretch. You know, unless Antonio Brown flips the switch and plays like he played the with the Steelers. Um, you know, unless he turns it back, back the clock and plays like he played for the Steelers, he's not going to take over and put up numbers that way, you know, it, to make it like that. We see that the one, um, guy that I feel like defensively could make a big difference is Shaq Barrett. I feel like if he has a strong game, then you could, and they, you know, get a lot of turnovers, then you could see the argument that they end up giving the MVP to a defensive player. And I feel like Shaq Barrett could be the guy there. Yeah, I was talking to Carb about this. I think defensive player could could definitely be like, could be one of those oddball years where you don't see a skill position player win it. It all depends on, you know, how the tides of the game are turning. Like that Ram Super Bowl, like you mentioned, was like very hard to to kind of pick an MVP. I think a lot of people, you could make the argument for Sony Michelle because he scored the only touchdown. You can make the argument for Gronk because Gronk had a really good game. You can make the argument for Brady. Didn't have a great game, but, you know, he went for, like, 260 in that game, I think. Uh, but then you look at Edelman, who, like, quietly tied the Super Bowl record for, like, most receptions uh, and had, like, a great receiving line, even though you don't really remember that from the game. That was a very boring game, too. But it all depends on how the tides of the game are turning. I think if this if this game goes in the direction of the over, like I was talking about it being. I think that's when your quarterbacks are going to win, even if there's someone more well-deserving. But, you know, the year that Malcolm Butler had that interception, he didn't win MVP. Uh, Brady still won MVP, even though Malcolm Butler made, like, the play of the game and won the Super Bowl for the Patriots. So could it be a defensive player? Like, maybe. But I think in that case, it's going to have to be, like, a very outright, like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, 
deserves it 1000 uh, percent well i mean talking... i think yeah go ahead it's kind of a it's that's a product of just how the mvp voting works right because it's a fan vote that starts at the start of the fourth quarter so there's no way for a malcolm butler who makes the game-winning play to win MVP right. because by that point the MVP voting is over. There's no, you know, there's nothing for him to do. That's going to, you know, MVP voting closes like two minutes after the game finishes. Yeah. So it's like, like how, how is a guy that makes the game winning play supposed to win the MVP? You just That's can't because it's going to be whoever like has the best. Yeah. Because the yeah. outcome of the game could change drastically in like the, the last five minutes of the game. Like we've seen in, in many Super Bowls prior, I uh, like, you could have someone just like emerge. I mean, Malcolm Butler it was one play, but you could have someone emerge from like nowhere and come in and get a string of a few nice plays that like end up impacting the game and maybe even get like a game winning score, or a game tying score, or a game saving play, whatever it may be. That could very well happen in the final five. And I don't think that MVP voting, if you started at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I think a lot of people, that's why you see so many skill position players winning it, predominantly quarterbacks. Uh, because it's pretty easy to make a case for them. It's like, oh, well, they're the quarterback. They've, you know, they've run this offense most of the time. Brady's over 250 yards in a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes last year, I think, was like 280 something. I want to say maybe 260 something. But uh, but if you're if you're getting 250 plus yards in a game, I think like there is a case to be made for you winning the MVP. Maybe even if you shouldn't win the MVP. Uh, Carp and I talked about the possibility of it being our one-handed friend, Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, that could, that could very well be the oven mitt. Who doesn't wear an oven mitt anymore? But, uh, he could win it. Like Levante David could win it. Um, Shaq Barrett, like you said, could win it. Defense. I think if the Chiefs, if I had to pick one player from the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be Tyron Matthew. And I put a bet on him in just like, you know, just a few dollars, just, you know, nothing crazy. Uh, because I'm not, you know, I'm not a big like sports betting guy. I like to watch the sport, enjoy the sport, maybe throw down a few dollars if there's like a crazy mismatch or something. Uh, but yeah, uh, I if I were to bet on anybody, Tom Brady. Yeah, of course, right? Like, like why are we even entertaining the possibility that someone else could win it? Right? Because like they might. But I'm saying, but if you want right. like a sure, like if you want a, if you don't want to look like a moron on here and you want to make the case for anybody, like the safest thing to do is Tom Brady, which a lot of people on this podcast do. They don't have the stones to say what they really mean. So they just hide behind the favorite and, you know, pray to God that it works. So let's yeah. go ahead. He's also, he's, he's what, like plus 190 or something for MVP? Plus 175. I have it right in front of me. Luckily. Okay. Yeah, um, maybe what, what's Mahomes? He's minus. Maybe he's minus one ninety, and that's where I, I saw put one. Put a bet in for Mahomes. Um, I did like seven potential MVPs. So here I am talking about. How I mean, I'm not the best yeah. sports gamer ever. I put in. So it, wait, hang on. See, at that point, is it even possible for you to win your? Yes, Ferulo okay. and I have thought this through. <laughs> it surprised me that Ferulo has the ability to think. Whoa. Don't call my guy Nick Ferula like that. Uh, no. So I've put in so many bets for today. It's not even funny. The Super Bowl, in my opinion, is like the mecca. It is it, yeah. it's the unofficial kickoff of the new betting season. It's like the first major sporting event of the new year. Uh, nothing really happened in January. 
So you get to February and you have the Super Bowl. And then after the Super Bowl, you have March Madness. Then after March Madness, you have NHL and NBA playoffs. And then the Olympics this summer. So like we just have like a nice stretch of things to bet on. So thank God. But I feel like the Super Bowl, everyone's because of how big the event is, everyone's just inclined to throw money and like lose money, which is fully my intention tonight is to lose money. Um, so I, if you follow us on Instagram, you saw that I did a practice coin toss today. It was tails. I think my toss was pretty good. Tails never too. fails, dude. I think my tails toss never was fails. pretty good. I got like the thumb flick in there and everything. Like I didn't, I didn't just like throw a coin in the air and let it land. I had a nice, like put some little English on it, spun a little bit on the ground too. And I think I gave it a good call. I, I picked it up and I was like, it is tails. Uh, so I bet on tails. Um, if you were, I bet, think that's a good bet. What are the odds on the coin? To- <laughs> so it's minus one. Oh, so, so first off, just to clear up that I wasn't clinically insane. DraftKings odds are Mahomes minus one Oh six and Brady plus one ninety for MVP. Um, and then as far as the coin toss goes, I, I just made a pretty funny odds joke and it flew right over your head. I wasn't fully paying attention. So, so both of the coin toss. Oh, it's 50, 50. <laughs> it's, it, well, yeah. So it's, it's okay. Fine. Uh, DraftKings has both at minus one Oh three for the coin toss. Yeah. I got um, tails at minus one Oh five. Uh, I got it at a good time. Uh, yeah. I think I placed, yeah, I placed it. I don't know. Military. Wait, isn't one Oh three better than one Oh five. Yeah. But I don't think the line on my book has changed. Gotcha. Um, and anything, then I what I find closer to game time, but yeah, go ahead. So what I really like is the, um, co- to win coin toss and win game. I love those. Yeah. Uh, because oh, so I like, looked this up the other day. The team that wins the coin toss hardly wins the game. Really? Yeah. I looked it up like the last, like, I, I, I want to say like, okay. So the 49ers won the toss and they lost the Rams won the toss and they lost. The Patriots won the toss and they lost. The Falcons won the toss and they lost. The Panthers won the toss and they lost. Um, I think the Seahawks won the toss and they lost. And then I don't know what happened the year that the Broncos played the Seahawks, but how many ever years back that is? Six years, maybe, did I say? I went back to 49, right? Yeah. Yes, I think so. The last six years, the team that wins the coin toss does not win the game. Does that mean it's due, Seth? Or are we gonna? Are we continuing a trend? To quote our friends at Bleacher Report betting, are you riding with the public or are you fading? I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> I cringe every time I see that. They they yeah. shout out to Bleacher Report betting because they did respond to our DM today. But oh my god, they abuse that phrase. I want to make T-shirts that say "F the public" just because. Like I hate it. Every single one of their posts. You riding with the public today, or are you fading? It's like shut up and just put your money on something. Enough already. Like please, I don't need all these like terms. Like oh, you you riding with the public? You fading? You you scorching the book? Just win money or lose it. That's all that you need to know. I don't need these stupid made up terms. But uh, but yeah, what do we think? Do we think that the coin toss game decision is due? I don't know if I would say do, right? Like it's that's one of those things like the coin toss generally speaking doesn't have a huge effect on what goes on. I mean it depends on what you, you know, what you think of it, right? Like what do you mean? Well, you know, how much do you value getting the ball to start the second half? How much do you value getting the ball first? 
you know, we're looking at two teams right now where, you know, I think, I mean, a little bit more so with the Chiefs than with the Buccaneers, but, you know, that's a really high flying offense, right? Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see Andy Reid win the, the toss and then elect to receive the football, right? Try to score first, put up numbers. You know, I, I feel like they're in a situation where, you know, I, I don't I don't think that's out of their own possibility, especially because I don't think they want to come from behind again. Like, I don't think that they want to have to make the comeback that they made last year against the 49ers. You know, I but at the same time, they also, you know, in going ahead, like come fourth quarter, if they want to win this game, they're going to have to be ahead by at least three touchdowns. Yeah, because there's no way that if you're within three touchdowns that Tom Brady's not going to come back in the fourth quarter and have just some unbelievable Super Bowl run. That's that's just what it is. I'm like I said this earlier, since I don't care that much about the the outcome of the game itself, like I'm I'm not going to be satisfied either way. I have fully invested in prop bets today. So let's run through a few of them. Um, Here's like a big discrepancy. This is a big one every year. National Anthem, over or under. So, I'll throw, I'm a big stats guy. Carp's a big ratings guy. I'm a big stats guy, numbers guy. Uh, I think I am that you're the numbers guy now, basically, because Lynch, like, just quit, basically. Like, he just doesn't, he doesn't show up to the boomer streams. He hasn't since, like, since before I won my first national championship. Uh, yeah. And Lynch, too, today. I'm, I'm going to talk about this really quick. Uh, he was supposed to come over and watch the Super Bowl with a few other people. Uh, it's snowing, but not that bad. Um, it's, it's snowing pretty good out here. Okay, but it's snowing it, pretty yeah. good, but okay. So he drives from his house to hockey, right? So he gets in the car in the middle of a snowstorm and drives to hockey, gets to hockey, finishes hockey, texts me and says, I can't come because of the snow. But aren't you already in your fucking car? Don't you have to this drive back to your house anyway? Now, I think the, the point of that was probably more along the lines of, especially once it gets dark. Well, he was supposed you know, to I'm stay sure. here tonight. Oh, oh, well, that so, changes yeah, everything. Wouldn't it He's just being make an idiot. more sense to start driving tomorrow? <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know what? It's fine. Uh, kids, you know what? I take notes of that. I forgive, but I never forget. I take notes of who's invested at TBR and who's not. So when's the when last time an Up All Night show was released? exactly i have no idea exactly when's the last time he was on trivia exactly uh all right speaking of prop bets though uh the national anthem over under so here's the stats shout out to the guy that like went there in time well that's a big dilemma right now i'll i'll mention why in a second 11 out of the last 13 national anthems have hit the under okay 11 out of the last 13 that's a lot uh jasmine sullivan i don't know much about her uh she has sung two national anthems before at different sporting events under both times what would that tell you seth pick the over no no no, no. (laughs) under you take the under so i was fully ready to hammer the under and then this genius stands outside of raymond james during the practice national anthem and it's well over it was like two and a half minutes. Right, but I, yeah, actually, well, so what's the line? Uh, I got it at two minutes, 15 seconds. See, here's the thing. I feel like practice, they're probably going slower to, you know. That's a great To point. make it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. here's what, like, 
here's my thing with it. I feel like you're always going to be faster in a live setting than you are in practice. Because what happens is when you're playing music live, especially in front of the audience. So first off, 25,000 fans, right? That's no small number. And then you're also playing in front of however many millions that are watching it on TV. Your heart rate gets going. You're going to start to sing it a little bit faster, you know, just the adrenaline. So whether or not that's fast enough to get you back under that line is a question. Here's the theory that I came up with. I was thinking the practice round two Maybe she's elongating the notes for the sound check. Because I don't think, do you think she predetermines which notes she's going to hang on and which notes she's going to hit? Or does she? Like yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Or do you think yes. at the moment she's just feeling herself and she feels the vibes of the stadium and just well, cranks one out? And I, what I would assume happens is she probably tests out, you know, she's going to practice and know which notes she can hit. Mm-hmm and can hold on, you know, do that with. And then some of that might be a little bit of a feel thing while she's doing the performance. Cause she's probably going to be thinking, okay, I felt this way in practice when I was singing it. And when I was feeling this way, note a and note B were the ones that sounded the best. So I'll hold those ones out. Or she's saying, Oh, I'm feeling this way right now. And I was, when I was feeling this way in practice, notes B or C and notes D felt better. Right. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, probably a little bit of both but a lot of preparation is going to go into that i think especially the thing is with that too is because you have to there's a certain level of it that has to be predetermined because of the jets going over right. the stadium yeah, they have to time it up in a certain way whoa that's actually a good point do you think that the people in the jets know if it's going to be over or under i feel like they've got a f- pretty good idea they definitely know more than we do you and I are just, you know, your yeah. average podcast host. We don't know. We don't fly. You yeah, know, there's, there's got to be a level of communication there because the, wow. in order to do the timing, I mean, I don't know how far out from the stadium they start for that. Um, but, you know, they, they've got it all down to a T. Like, they know exactly when to leave. They know exactly when to turn up the jets to get flying. You know, there's communication as to, like, what word they're on. And, you know, yeah. but the only way to be able to have that communication, right? Like, um, you know, if it gave proof through the night that you have to know, you know, to go, you have to know how long it's going to take from get proof through the night to the end of the. Well, they, they definitely know now that I'm thinking about yeah. it, because like, I feel like every flyover I've ever seen, it's right when she's holding the note, he or she, whoever's singing it, well, right that's when the they're holding brave, then the jets come like right over the stadium and cruise off. Do you think that's insider trading? If they know they're gonna be like, all right, so if, she's if they gonna bet sing on the it, anthem in one fifty nine. Let's just say they say that. If they bet on it, though? they have inside information that not all of us know. Is it fraud? <laughs> Is it I think fraud? we should look into this because I think actually, you are at a good a, if you are flying the jets or a part of the coordination of the jets, and you know the time of the anthem or the time that they're aiming for at least like we don't know what they're aiming for we know what the over under is set at but that's what the lines roll out at as in vegas that's not like right what the jet people are saying if the jet people take advantage of this opportunity we should really look into if that's insider trading or not i think it is yeah i mean i don't like insider trading is probably not the right term but it's probably something like in- parallel to fraud. that getting in inside gambling. information mislead it's not misleading the shareholder but you're getting inside information and using it for your own gain. Your own I'm genuinely financial curious. gain. 
I think we got to keep an eye on the jet people. That's a beautiful, astute observation by you to say that the people in the jets know. We never would have even thought about this. Next podcast, our post game podcast, we are going to do our homework and let you know if if the jet people a know what the time is and b if that is indeed breaking the law if they bet on it. They're probably not allowed to bet on it, but how would they know? Yeah. How would like the people who say you're not allowed to bet? Because that's the thing, though. Because like the only people who aren't allowed to bet on sporting events are people who work for the organization and work for whatever betting thing you're betting through. Right, but I mean, we know that that's just not an enforced rule. Well, it is, right? Pete Rose. (laughs) Yeah, if you get caught, yeah. But how how would you get caught? Well, I think they'd be able to. Like nowadays, like think about it, right? So like. The process with these things, you have to like give them your social security social number and you know. Well, yeah, the book exactly. that I'm on, <laughs> the book that Ferulo's on, little different. Okay, well, especially like referees. I, I we've said this a million times. We think that referees like will come uh, when they yeah. have the under. <laughs> They'll start throwing pass interference. The Packers Bucks pass interference. That ref definitely. Well, no, definitely you had the Bucks except, money line. You would, you would, you would only throw. <laughs> That flag, yeah, yeah, definitely had Bucks money line. But like for an over under, if you start throwing more flags, you're going to be throwing more offensive flags, not more defensive flags, right? Because the more you can hinder the offense. Yeah, but but if you had it, just like outcome of a game, like like I think that the the ref had Bucks money line, and that's why he threw that pass interference. That's fair. Yeah. So I mean, we've seen it before. Refs will be quiet all game and then come alive all of a sudden to, you know, mess up the outcome of a game or alter it in some way. You're telling me that there aren't financial motivations behind that? How much do you get paid to be a ref? Like a a penny every game? (laughs) They all have second jobs, I'm pretty sure. Like what, you work one day a week for a few hours? No. Maybe like the top tier refs don't have to you know, work second jobs. But if you're just like a random... Like- so the the median salary um, for... Oh, wait, what the heck? That's not the button that I pressed. Referee so salary. You know what? <laughs> Screw off. I like that you're... Uh, so... <laughs> and if... Well, because what happened was I accidentally typed in... um, What's it called? Uh, it was NFL football salary, not NFL football. Or I, don't, oh, I, I thought like I typed in referee, and I must have <laughs> missed it. I, don't know, I probably clicked on the first thing that came up. So referees now make an annual salary of $205,000, an increase of around $56,000 from the previously announced amount. Uh, in comparison, the average referee outside of the NFL makes around sixteen twenty-six per hour. This is all coming from Indeed.com. Indeed is the job site. Yes. Oh, so that's legit. That's like a job posting. Yes. All right, so that's not that much. <laughs> no, it's still a fair amount, though. I mean, fair that's amount, high. But not figures. enough to, like, you know. But not enough to make you not want to bet on an NFL game. This that's is how I'll put it. You don't have <laughs> FU money. You're not like Patrick Mahomes doesn't need to bet on this game. That's still like, that's a solid hourly pay, though, because you think about it, like an NFL game lasts, what, like three hours? Yeah. They're essentially getting, they get paid a little over 12,000 per, you're getting paid like 4,000. Like that's a good stable income and I'm not hating on referee income at all. I'm just saying that wouldn't be enough to keep me away from betting on sports. Yeah. 
I think that there are definitely financial motivations behind some of the calls we've seen. So yeah, it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting thought process too because you think about it, right? Like, I don't, I mean, I assume you're able to adjust it. So some NFL players get paid based on the amount of games that they play, and then they get game checks during the season. Other NFL players have. Have um, structured their contracts so that they get paid throughout the whole calendar year. Yeah. So it's a, there's a big difference there. So I feel like if you're getting paid by the game check, I feel like you're a lot more likely to like be a little bit more stingy with your money because you also have to re- like when you're getting paid by the game check, you understand. Oh, I'm not getting paid, you know, six months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So I feel like guys who get paid or, or people who get paid year round will probably like I, I i see what you're saying though like there are ton, there's that's not an incentive to not bet on a game it's not big enough right it's not big enough you don't have fu money where like even betting on betting like your life savings on the game wouldn't be enough for you you know what i'm saying like that's that's the kind of money that like mahomes has so like we know that mahomes isn't throwing the game but these refs hmm, don't know all right uh in in turn i'm choosing the under for the anthem uh <laughs> Long, long-winded way and you know, running around, beating around the bush of saying under on the anthem because this is my theory that I was kind of alluding to earlier. I think that in the practice, they're probably elongating everything for sound check. Like, why would you shorten the sound check, you know? So they're probably adding time onto the anthem just so they get the acoustics right, so they can get the microphone set up so she feels comfortable with the sound and the echo and the feedback. I think that it's probably always over in the practice that's my guess they probably like it was well yeah. over. it wasn't like a couple yes. seconds it was like a half a minute over which you're probably saying like oh 30 seconds isn't that long when you're singing the national anthem and added 30 seconds to it's a like, long yeah, that's time that's a long time that's a very long time so i took under two minutes and 15 seconds um i don't see it like last year demi lovato i think carp had the over and we posted about this on tbr like carp was like hammered the over and it was under by 10 seconds, I think. Uh, and that, <laughs> That's line, brutal. that line was set at a minute 55. This under line, minute 55. Wow. Line, yeah, she was 149, I think, or 148. It was something like that. This line is two minutes and 15 seconds. The fact that the yeah. under has hit 11 out of the last 13 years, the fact that the under has hit the last both times that this particular singer did the national anthem, that's what makes me think that it's going to be under. So I hammered the under. Nuff said. Next prop bet. Uh, it's like pickums for prop bets. I kind of like this. It really is. I yeah. like this a lot. You should be. You should keep track of this and then post the graphic that shows that I won pickum this year. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna post it after this game because this technically counts, even though you won like three weeks ago. I'm still gonna credit <laughs> you with all your wins, Seth. Uh, all right. Next prop bet. Gatorade color. This is always a fun one too. Um. It is predominantly orange, which I don't know why. Yes. Um, what would you well, take? I bet on this, but I'll I'll preserve my thoughts until after you go. Uh, okay. And if we're just if you don't know what we're talking about, because we just said Gatorade color, the color of the Gatorade that they pour on the coach after they win. So my thought with this is, and also there's another question that I want to ask after we discuss, um, but. So the Patriots were blue, I believe, against the Rams. 
Then the Broncos were orange back in 2016. I feel like the Patriots were blue almost like every photo I'm seeing of the Patriots winning has blue. So blue is like the Patriots really have that. The Broncos had orange and it was green for the Eagles, right? So my thought process with this, but then again, it was orange for the Seahawks. My thought process with this is, do you take the history of the Brady Super Bowls and say, look, all of these Brady Super Bowls, it was blue? Or do you say the color seems to match the team color scheme, in which case red or orange would end up being your best bet? Yeah. The other thing, too. It all depends, like, this one depends on the invisible hand. Like, every single thing that leads up to the two or three players grabbing the Gatorade tank and dumping it on the coach, everything that they do matters. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that, yes, team color could be a factor. I also think that, like, you know, players would want different types of Gatorade on the sidelines, there might be multiple jugs of Gatorade, different flavors, different color in multiple different like tanks. Depends on which one they grab. I really think this is a jump ball in terms of what it is. It depends on who wins the game too. Like the Buccaneers sideline might have a bunch of blue and clear Gatorade. The other sideline might have like orange and red. So like, we don't really know. It's totally random. There's no like, I don't know, rhyme or reason to picking this. I picked lime. The, the green and the yellow one. Okay. I picked lime because I feel like, I feel like or, they're not going to do orange two years in a row. Like if the Chiefs win, I don't think they're doing orange two years in a row. I, I see lime in my head. I don't know why, but when I close my eyes and I think about a team winning the Super Bowl, I see lime. I kind of see blue for the Buccaneers, but I also see lime. Like I, I just envision a lime Gatorade today. So I went with lime. So the the one thing I will say is over the last 10 Super Bowls, half of them, orange has been the color. Right, yeah. Orange is a pretty popular Gatorade color. I'll give it to them. Okay, so now here's my question. Now that we've settled this, like I feel like orange is my pick. Like I think that makes the most sense. It's kind of like I feel like most people aren't huge fans of red. And then so instead of having the red on the sideline to match the color, orange makes the most sense, right? And like yeah. orange I feel like is one of the better ones. So what is your favorite Gatorade? What's your oh, go-to? Um, my favorite, like, okay, so if, if you're talking about the basic colors, lime. But Gatorade recently has started doing this thing where they're making, like, halvesies. Uh, I like the glacier blue one. So it's not blue, but it's, like, kind of blue. It's, it's, it's the light blue. But it's, like, a yes. yeah, it's so like mystical. My, my favorite is definitely the light blue of like the normal colors. I feel like when I say normal colors, I feel like what comes to mind is like orange, red, yellow, and then the light blue. Like, I feel like those are the most common ones that you see in the supermarket. But then the one that you don't always get to see that I absolutely love is dark green, which is green apple flavored. And I love that. I love green apple stuff. Imagine if it was as in-depth as that. Like you had to get it down to the specific like flavor. It's not just green. It's like 
forest green lime you know like you had to get well the so the, the dark green the dark green is actually called green apple and the only reason why i know that is because it tastes like green apple and i looked at the thing and it says green apple but the rest of them are just like weird ones like i'm pretty sure the the like light blue is like glacier freeze or something glacier and i don't know freeze. what like the yeah. the clear one's cherry mm, yeah glacier but i don't cherry. know what it, <laughs> is it glacier cherry is that what it's called or something but yeah it yeah has a glacier so, in there. like <laughs> So some of them have like funky flavors, but or like funky names. But you always know like what the flavor is, right? Like the other than, like light blue, like it just tastes like light blue. Like like what what is that supposed to taste like, right? Yeah. There's no like flavor, discernible flavor to it. Whereas like cherry, it's very clearly cherry. The red one's very clearly fruit punch. But like orange doesn't taste like oranges. It tastes like the color orange. It could be red too. Now that you now that you kind of bring that up. Red or orange? Like I feel like those are the two good bets. Well, what are the what's the line right now? Um, that is a great question. Don't worry. Someone posted it earlier today. I think I saved it. So right now, oh yeah, red is the red's plus one seventy five. Yeah, so plus one sixty for orange, one seventy five for red. 333 for lime green yellow. That's actually a pretty solid bet there. I like those odds. Um, Clear being water is 600. Uh, Blue of any kind is plus 800. Keep in mind, they do have dark blue, I think. Um, And then purple is plus 1400. Purple is like never happened. It's happened like once in the past twenty years. Right. Yeah, so that's like it was. It was one of the Super Bowls in between the Patriots winning in like the early two thousands. You gotta think too, Raymond James Stadium. Like, what what are they pumping out? We are in Florida. Gatorade was created in Florida. The original Gatorade is lime mm-hmm. yellow. Are they pumping out the the OG, or are they are they switching it up? Good question. That's what that's I don't know. Runs through my head. We we aren't in we aren't in Houston anymore. We aren't in Miami. Miami's in Florida. Um, you know, we're in Tampa. So what is, what is, what is the most commonly sold Gatorade in Tampa Bay? That's interesting. Allegedly, Tom Brady doesn't drink Gatorade on the sideline. I'm, I'm not shocked. I'm sure that he, he drinks like his own sweat and like makes it into like a smoothie or something. He and Guerrero comes over and and you know rubs him down with a towel and then takes the towel. And he like, he like, drinks. He so it's it says I have this lemon drink with a ton of electrolytes. In Gatorade. It. <laughs> he literally so maybe just the lime was Gatorade. good. Lemon yeah, drink basic. with electrolytes. Tom, go screw yourself. Honestly, it's called Gatorade. Uh, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I was looking that up because I feel like. Tom's the type of dude where if he likes one Gatorade, that's going to be the Gatorade that the team likes. Like he's going to force the team to. (laughs) Team has to drink this Gatorade because I said so and I like it. Brady and what's on my TV right now. Uh, Not so much speaking about Brady, but it's just Brady was on the TV. Why the hell is CBS partnering with Nickelodeon doing this stupid broadcast thing? Wait, they're doing it again? Well, right now on the actual CBS, it's like a Nickelodeon thing. It's so stupid. Oh, it's that God. same girl who was the worst football commentator that has ever seen the face of the planet. She's like running the show right now on CBS. It's so cringy. What does the NFL oh. come to? This is soft. Corrupt league. Corrupt league. Yes. Soft. Absolutely. Factor. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. That's going to be so fun because even when the game's over, there's still things to bet on. All right, next one. Personal favorite of mine. First commercial. I'm big on this one because in trivia, we've done Super Bowl commercials a lot. Budweiser is not having a Super Bowl ad this year, which they're yes. notorious for their Super Bowl ads. They're not doing one this year. I'm aware. I heard about this. It's crazy. They they instead decided to donate the money, right? Wasn't that what they said? So the first Super Bowl ad, here's my thought process. First of all, Super Bowl commercials, historic, always. Everybody watches the commercials. It's a great time. The first Super Bowl ad, I feel like in my in recent years, my recent memory, is always like an introduction to the game. It's not really selling anything ever. It's more to get the company's name out there. And like the majority of the time, it alludes to the game in some point. Uh, I'm going to guess that it's going to be a company along the lines of like Pepsi. Because they're doing the halftime show. So they're already getting a bunch of like advertising there. They don't really have anything to sell. Like they are Pepsi. Like they don't have like products. They're not like a Nike that makes like a billion different products. They're Pepsi. Right. Uh, they have the halftime show. They have a bunch of sponsorships. It wouldn't shock me if Pepsi had the first ad and it just said like enjoy the game, and it was like a little Pepsi. Yeah. At the bottom. If I call that on the money. So what? What counts? What counts as the first ad? After Is the it game starts? After the game not starts, after the okay. anthem, it's after a play has been made. So usually after the first drive is like because they don't do a commercial when you get that first middle. commercial. Yeah. So what? What are my options here? Like, do you have an odds Anything. list lined up? No. It's there's on my book like a billion companies. Like I had to scroll forever to find. Pepsi. Oh my god! <laughs> you can, I mean, just uh, think about it. Like we could have bought a Super Bowl ad. TBR could have had a Super Bowl ad. We don't have that kind of money. Uh, but like we could right. have if we did. You know. If we had right. unlimited so, cash, like TBR could have a Super Bowl ad, and we're not on the book, so like, I would think either M and M's or Bud Light. I like Bud Light. Actually, no, that counts as Budweiser, doesn't it? Or does does Bud Light count as Budweiser? Like, is that lumped no, I don't in? Think so, right? so then I, I feel like a Bud Light ad makes perfect sense, right? I feel like that would like as the drinks of one. some. Sure, why not? I'm just in my. It's like the official drink of the NFL. First ad ever being like a commercial, like you know, how like a commercial that like has actors and like. I historically think the first ad has been a title slide, and that's it. Like, but but you think about Bud Light, like maybe it'd be just like a you know grab a beer and enjoy the rest of the game. Could be, could be. Like that's why that's where my thought process is. What I'm more interested in when it comes to commercials, what do you think the over-under is on how many TikTok people are going to be in this? Because oh. I put, like, I put the over-under at, like, well, hey, nine Seth, and hammer the over. <laughs> well, God, oh, for Pete's sake. No, Brownie's a TikTok person. He's a wiggle dicker now. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting turn. You saw my story. I obliterated that kid the other day. I was in North Carolina, <laughs> and I was sitting in my hotel room. I was bored as hell. I see Cam Brown on TikTok, like, doing this and i was like oh my god we lost him. is it his, we lost him is <laughs> is it his account though nobody has one <laughs> he was t- but whose account it was someone on? else's okay it wasn't his account but but well i was just thinking I if it was mind, if, like, if I, like i've account, been in tic- be, i've been know. in tiktoks from the same person's account okay but i didn't do what he did <laughs> You have to watch what he did. It was a very questionable move. As you're talking about TikTok, 
TikTok ad on CBS right now. Um, anyway. I, I'd hammer the over on number of TikTok number of stars. TikTok stars featured in ads over five and a half. Hammer the over. Uh, yes. No, yeah, I think it's going to be a very basic first commercial. I don't remember, like, you think about, that was cool of the year they did the live Super Bowl ad. Remember that? Vaguely? I forget. What, what It was Doritos, maybe? It was, um, it was during the Falcons game when we were down 28 to 3. And they like, and the guy, it was like a Western like vibe. Uh, it was like, a, it was like old Western thing. And the guy came out of the like saloon or whatever. And he was like, he was like looking at his watch and the other Western people were like, you know, like the game's over. And he's like, no, 28 to three at half. Like they fucking got it right. <laughs> and people thought they'd like, let's look that up. Live Super Bowl. Ad. It's, it's, it was Snickers. It aired in 2017. So that is the good job. I'm pretty sure you're dead on on which Super Bowl that was. Um, Snickers will run the first ever live Super Bowl commercial during the big game. The 32nd spot is set to star Adam Driver. This was following the Force Force Awakens release. I mean, it's probably pretty easy, right? Jeremiah, time to make you goodbye. 21-3. 21-3 at half. We're live. Like, how they do that? I mean, they probably just did it the way they send the feed to the, the you know, from the NFL game to CBS. Like, that's probably just the same way they did it, right? I don't know. Yeah, but it was, like, well-produced. Like, it didn't look like, that. like, you know, live. I guess they could have been using those cameras that freak us out. Those cameras that look so real that they don't. Oh, look my real. God. Dude, I hope CBS doesn't use that because, like, look. I don't look, think they have the Fox, technology. No, they do. They do. They They have. They started using it in the playoffs. So here's the thing. Fox was the one that was doing it all year long, right? right? So they actually got the hang of it. They actually, like, I don't like the camera, but they at least do it well. CBS was awful at it. They were always out of focus, focusing on the wrong thing. Like, it started focusing on the stands behind the players as opposed to focusing on the player. It just, it looked awful. Like, it we think that it looks awful on Fox. It looked even worse on CBS. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm not psyched about the broadcast for this because, you know, I'm not a Romo guy. Uh, I love Jim Nance. Jim's my guy, but I don't like Romo. I just, I, 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 don't, I don't like him. I don't think he's that good. Everyone's like all shocked when he makes predictions. Uh, like he calls things that like practically have already happened. You know, like that's fair. Earlier this year, he predicted this Super Bowl, right? It was after week, like, 12 or 13. The Chiefs were the number one team in the AFC. The Bucks were, like, basically... The they finally team. started figuring finally it out. They started figuring it out. Tom Brady, you know, has been to, like, the last, like, million Super Bowls. So, Romo was like, hey, this could be your Super Bowl. And then when it ended up being the Super Bowl, everybody was like, oh, my God! Like... Yeah, he probably also said that like five times throughout the season. Whenever they had like a star match, like thirty other teams, like every time the Chiefs played against like the when the Chiefs played the Saints, I'm sure he was like, "Hey, this might be your Super Bowl." I think exactly. we said that. We've like, "Oh, this could be a Super Bowl." Yeah, technically, any two teams could have been a Super Bowl at one point. Like, I don't think that that's like the biggest deal in the world. Uh, while we're talking, CBS is making their picks for the Super Bowl or for the game right now. Let's just. Let's just wait and see what they do. Chiefs, two right now. 
Oh, Bucks. Okay, never mind. I wanted to see them all go Chiefs, and then I would hammer the Bucks. If you're oh yeah, absolutely. Hammer Bucks plus three and a half on the spread. Hammer. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Honestly, because this game, I feel like this game could get decided by a field goal. So regardless of whether or not they win, minus or plus three and a half is a beautiful line for them. If you're in the chat too right now, multi-stream. I think we have you know a decent amount of people. I don't know what platform you're on, but I just I'm just seeing the multi-stream numbers. I have a hundred dollars left that I've allotted my of my winnings for myself today. Tell me what I should bet on because I'm I'm not quitting now. I'm not quitting at twenty open bets. Please, we're halfway. There. <laughs> oh my I god! Want Forty by the end of the night, and I want all winners. Well, I can't win all of them technically because I have more than one Super Bowl MVP, which isn't possible. Imagine if they did that participation trophy more than one. Super I wonder what they would do if it tied. They would cut the trophy in half with like a saw from Home Depot and then hand it to <laughs> You know how like the gorilla rips SpongeBob in half in SpongeBob? SpongeBob SquarePants yes. SpongeBob. They do that with the Super Bowl yes. MVP trophy. They just take it and like rip it. Half would go to Tom Brady and then like half would go to like our one-handed friend Jason Pierre-Paul. <laughs> Shout out JPP. He's actually had a decent season. Like he's I been playing Jason well. Like he's jokes great. aside, he is so great. It's just like, hey, be more careful next time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like if it was a, if it was like a, Shaq, don't play with fireworks. Shaq kids. Griff, Shaq Griffin, Shaq Barrett. No, 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 no. The one with actual. Oh, Shaquille no Griffin. Shaquille, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's Shaquem and Shaquille. If it was that, if it was like you were born with it, I'm not gonna like make fun of it, but dude, like you did this to yourself. You were holding a firework and it exactly. exploded in your hand. Also, can we just like appreciate? I know he's not in the NFL anymore, but can we just appreciate the fact that, that dude could catch footballs? Like, he still is actually at a decent. Is he? Yeah, he got, he got cut, cut and by then the brought back. Oh, did he? I remember halfway through the season, I was watching a Seahawks game, like week like ten or whatever, and I just saw a dude running around with one hand. I'm like, whoa, that's him. And they're both still on the team. Shaquille and Shaquem are both still on the Seahawks, active members. And yes, he could catch balls with just one hand, and it was the best thing to watch ever. Because he'd, like, grab it with his hand and then, like, take, like, his no hand and, like, smush it against the ball. So, <laughs> I think Sha- Sha- it's Shaquem. No, Shaquem. <laughs> Whatever, it's Shaq. <laughs> well, they're both Shaq. Shaquille and Shaquille. Okay, it's really or Shaquem I, and Shaquille, uh, according to you. Shaquem and no, it's, it's definitely Shaquille. I know that for a <laughs> fact. I'm pretty sure Shaquille's the corner. He is. He's number 26. Yeah, so it's it's Shaquem that 49. has one. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is. I know for a fact that it is. It is. It's not yeah, for it debate. Is. It is. Yeah. That's my. Guy. It's so tough to tell. Here, here's the reason why it's so difficult to tell, though, because when you pull it up. The though I guess the past deflections is like your in the the number of stats, but like when you Google Shaq Griffin, it gives you both of them, and it just gives the position for the one-handed one, and then it gives you stats for the other guy, and it's six interceptions. But then he has a full sack, and he's got like tackles, <laughs> and like the other. So the one-handed one's a linebacker, and so you would think, oh yeah, he's probably got a bunch of tackles. I don't know what but... I do if I was like going to going up against him by the way tbr bowl one is coming out tonight i finished editing the video it looks awesome um but you know me being the the mvp should have been of tbr bowl one if i was going up against shakeem griffin i don't know what i'd do like what if he like sticks out his arm to try and tackle me what do i like grab it and like throw it back <laughs> dude the funniest the funniest video in the world with it 
is you know the video where he's playing rock paper scissors oh yeah and he just throws out his and other he hand. Throws out, i love that throws, video because pete carroll so is funny. so confused the whole time pete carroll <laughs> looks so lost in that video he's standing he, he in the back and like, pete carroll's like what he's like i don't know how to respond to this and he just waves it all off <laughs> pete carroll is is has been out to lunch since 2004 I really think he has. Ever since he like went to USC, he's kind of like, uh, is he really there? We don't know. I love Pete Carroll. I don't like. Yeah, I'm not I don't love Pete Carroll, but no. Here's that. Like, oh, no, no. I, I find I find him hilarious. Like, I just watching him, I find it hilarious. I'm not saying that he's like a great court or not quarterback, great coach or anything. I just think he's a very like he's funny and entertaining to look at. Yes. Uh, yes. Agreed. Yes, I like that assessment of him. I, I wouldn't be like, oh, Pete Carroll, such a good coach. Uh, but I think, no, yeah, not, he, he provides good, hey, provides good content for us. We've made fun of him before on this podcast. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, any, like, any other things that you are thinking about betting on tonight that you might want me to get in on? I mean, I don't, did I already mention Mahomes, Mahomes plus, or sorry, Mahomes over 0. 0.5 so we interceptions. We talked about that before we started the live, but we didn't talk about yeah. it on the live. So why don't you go ahead and explain your rationale behind that one? Okay, well, he threw two interceptions last year. I'm pretty sure he threw an interception against the Browns, didn't he? Um, or at least one. And yeah, then... Trashed that game. Yeah. Probably did against... I, he threw interceptions against the Bills, too, right? I don't remember, to be honest with you. He might, oh, yeah, wait. Honestly, there was a... Is there a safe? There was a pick six. There was. Yeah. yeah. So here's my thing with it, right? Like he threw two interceptions in the Super Bowl last year. I feel like he's thrown at least one interception in most of his playoff games. Like one interception is not a huge thing to get, especially given the fact that it's, it's, um, what's the best way to, it's plus like two something. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's great odds for like, you only need the guy to throw one pick. Um, and then the other one that I like is Brady over two and a half passing touchdowns. I might have mentioned that yeah, one earlier. You did. One to, to rope into that into that category of the over under related to the quarterbacks. Tom Brady over for interceptions. He always throws at least one pick in a Super Bowl. I feel like we yeah, have over zero point five. We have not had a Super Bowl without a Tom Brady interception yet. Right? It's, it's part of the mystique. He, I'm pretty sure he does it on purpose so that they can like be behind by a little bit and then make a comeback. Kind of like what I want the Bruins to start doing is if they have a lead going into the third pull. Yeah, exactly. Get rid they of need the to be down by four. Yeah. <laughs> I love playing from behind. Boston sports oh, playing from behind. God. Like we're unmatched. If we are behind in a game, oh my god, we're winning the game. But yeah, I think Brady has thrown an interception in like every Super Bowl. Carp told me to do that, and I'm gonna go along with it. Hammer the over for Brady interceptions in this game, especially against a pretty good Chiefs defense, especially with this offense that we know is going to come out throwing the football. Like, I'm sorry, but playoff Lenny and, and Ronald yeah, Jones yeah. are not going to carry this game. No. The Bucs are throwing the football. My There's another one I saw. need to put some money on Tom Brady over interceptions. One of the most interesting ones I saw was I think there's a – Two and a half line for co or for catches by Gronk, and I feel like that's one that could go either way because up until last week he had one catch in the entirety of the playoffs, and then I think he had a couple last week. Yeah, I have him scoring a touchdown in one of my bets. Interesting. I feel like okay. I feel like so Gronk hasn't played in that many Super Bowls in his lifetime. 
Maybe like no, he he's only played since the Seahawks one. Right. Well, he was in the um the Giants one. It was his rookie year. He and Aaron Hernandez were both rookies when we lost. But that they didn't play though that much, did they? Well, he did played. Gronk, Gronk, Gronk played. Yeah. Gronk played. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he caught a touchdown, I believe. Dude, I've I've pretty much wiped everything from those Super Bowls out of my memory, other than the was it Bradshaw who like sat down into the end zone because he didn't want to score, and then the David Tyree catch. Yeah, like those are the two things that are just burned in my memory. I can't remember a single bit of any of the rest of that game. And TBR trivia question: Plaxico Burris caught the game-winning touchdown. My guy Plaxico, and then shot himself yes. in the leg. Didn't he shoot him? I was say he shot himself. <laughs> Something about Giants players and shooting themselves with guns and uh, fireworks. Oh, yeah, Pierre Paul. I was going to say, Akeem Tlaib <laughs> shot himself, too. Akeem Tlaib should be on the call for this game. I'm sorry, but he should. I know. He's so entertaining. I'm sorry. He's he so just needs to be. Give him more games next year. Give him a full slate, a game a week, all season, including, like, at least one playoff game. Like, it needs to happen. I'm sorry. It just needs to. Yes. <laughs> um. But, yeah, uh, Gronk, back to what I was saying, Gronk hasn't played in that many Super Bowls in his career, but I feel like the ones that he has, he and Brady kind of connect in the red zone a lot. I think he caught a touchdown in that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Talking about. Um, did he catch a touchdown against the Seahawks? He may have. I don't know. Let's think about this. Edelman definitely had at least one. I think Amendola had one. one. I don't know that Gronk caught one in against the Seahawks. I can't type. I'm physically incapable of typing. I just I feel like Gronk and Brady, although Gronk has not played in that many Super Bowls, has not been active for that many Super Bowls, they do tend to connect in these games. Even that Rams game, I think that Gronk was a pretty heavily targeted guy, even though that was like the the lowest scoring game in Super Bowl history. I I I feel like we're in store for a Gronk touchdown tonight. I heard Carp and Ferullo say this. Scotty Miller touchdown, I don't like that at all. I don't. I was big on Scotty earlier this year. Anytime. T- I, so the only the only reason why it made sense to me when I saw him talking about that was um, it, the odd. It's like plus 375 are, or something. The odds for a Scotty Miller touchdown are great. I don't think he's going to catch one. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, you he could make the argument. Ugh, I mean, Edelman doesn't catch that many touchdowns. Anyway, you can make the argument that Brady is like, you know, without his guy in the Super Bowl, Edelman and like Scotty yeah. Miller reminds him of Edelman. So he's going to be more inclined to throw to him. I don't know. I feel like with Antonio you were correct, Brown by the this, way, with Antonio Brown in this game, with Mike Evans in this game, with yeah. Gronk in this game, with Chris Godwin in this game, I feel like a Scotty Miller touchdown is just non-existent. So the the touchdowns for the Patriots in that Super Bowl against the Seahawks were LaFell, Gronk, oh, right. Amendola, and then Edelman. Oh, thank you for reminding so, uh, me of that, Seth. Gronk did have one. Speaking of, I did my homework earlier this week. Um, first touchdown score is a big one. First, That's not any yes. time touchdown score. The odds are a little heightened on first touchdown score. I have gone back and done my research. The last 10 Super Bowls leading up to this one. Sorry, I have to count. Not your strong suit. Nope. You know that it's not. <laughs> Six out of the last 10 years 
it has been a wide receiver. Five of those Interesting. six, the wide receiver's number was in the 80s. Antonio okay, Brown. how many wide receivers' numbers are in the 80s on the Bucks? Antonio so Brown. actually, it's literally just Antonio Brown. Right. So I, I would Chiefs, say Antonio Brown and then isn't... Yeah, probably Travis receiver, Kelsey. But he like is. Right, he's not a wide receiver. What's what's that? Well, Tyree kills what like ten? Yep. Tyree kills ten. Hardman seventeen. Pringle chips is thirteen. Kelsey is eighty-seven. Uh, Watkins. Who the hell is, is 14. Pringle chips? Pringle. Oh, oh, oh! It's like, what are you talking Watkins about? Watkins is fourteen. Edwards Alaire is twenty-five. Bell is thirty-six. I think. Yeah. And then I feel box. yeah that AB a- might work. AB a- might work. Might. Um, I don't know that I put a first touchdown. Maybe I did. Let me take a look about first touchdown score. I might have put one in. I put a lot in. I have last touchdown score. <laughs> Me, Cole Hardman at plus 1,700. Jeez. I feel like Hardman's due for a touchdown. I think Hardman scores a lot of touchdowns. I feel like he's due. I feel like, I might... feel like especially because in that game against the Bills, he was the one who muffed the punt and then came back out and scored like yeah. Like two touchdowns, like a bunch of yards. I think Hardman gets one last touchdown. That's a tough one because it could be a game-winning touchdown or it could be one to put the game away. I think last touchdown is going to be Hardman. But then I think the Bucks that's going to tie the game. Then I think the Bucks are going to win on a field goal. So I have Hardman with the okay. last touchdown. First touchdown, I put Brady. I will also say Scotty Miller over one and a half receptions plus 130. Over, over, under what? How many? One, one and a half. I don't even think the he gets over two, is yeah. plus one thirty. I don't even 30. think he gets two. He, he'll, he's lucky if he gets one. I don't even think I, he I, sees I don't, the field tonight. I don't know. In I'd be surprised if he didn't get two. Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Cameron Bray, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. I don't even think. I he mean, sees it, the it, field. it all depends on it depends on how well Brown's able to play. I don't know how healthy he is right now. Oh, I think he's he's mighty fine. Antonio Brown and I are best friends. We've DM'd before. I asked him. He said he feels fine, so he feels fine. Uh, and that's all. Is that for real? Have you actually DM'd him before? Dude, we DM'd him on TBR and he responded. You know this? I didn't. I don't remember <laughs> it's like that. The highlight of my year last year. <laughs> <laughs> It was right after he'd gotten cut by the Patriots, and we told him that we wanted him back, and he responded with, look, I'll show you three fire emojis. <laughs> oh, I, I vaguely remember this. Tony Brown and I are best friends. Like, we have been in constant contact yeah. ever since. Did you ask him how he threw the bike at the guy? No, I didn't. I thought that was pretty impressive, not going to lie. Oh, yeah, how about that? We're besties. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. We're besties. I called him before the game. Uh, he was going to come on the podcast, but he couldn't, you know, because of the game. Uh, and he told me that he feels fine. What's the injury? It's like a knee injury. Oh, please forget it. Antonio Brown is too good for knees. He doesn't need a knee. Who needs a knee? Don't you not have one? Me? Yeah, no, I kind of only not have one, right. but I can also like run with it. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a knee, and I've seen you play wiffle ball. You can run. <laughs> You're fine. Don't worry about it. Antonio Brown's <laughs> gonna be fine. Antonio Brown's gonna be totally fine. Uh, Scotty Miller will not see the field tonight, though. 
I, I think they're delusional to say yeah. that he's getting a touchdown tonight. Yikes. When do, like, Brady is not known for, like, giving his guys touchdowns in Super Bowls. I feel like I feel like it's all no. Yeah, Tom Brady's out there to win. He's just gonna hit whoever the hell's open right, and then exactly. win the game. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I put that the wrong way. He's just gonna play to win the game. This isn't like the regular season where you're trying to pad stats and you're trying to figure the offense out. This is the last game of the year. You're playing to win. Scotty Miller will not even get off the bench tonight. Scotty Miller is going to be holding Tom Brady's like equipment for. Like, when he comes off the sidelines, Scotty Miller's going to be the guy that puts the heated jacket over Brady. That's Scotty Miller's responsibility. Scotty Miller, over, under, amount of times we see him on TV, I'm taking the under. (laughs) Absolutely. He's going to be nowhere near the football field tonight. He shouldn't be anywhere near the football field. He should be locked away somewhere where he he can't catch any footballs. (laughs) This is... I wouldn't go that far. I mean, he's definitely, like... He's a he's a decent like he's a decent discount Danny Amendola Julian Edelman type. Well, that's, that's what where he I think is. you're wrong. I think that Tom Brady is one of the only quarterbacks in the NFL who can make absolute scrubs look great. Chris Hogan played college lacrosse and was like Tom Brady's like most favorite target. Is he still in the NFL? I don't know. He like signed with the Jets, I think, at one point. That's but like didn't play for them. So I think Brady just makes these guys look good. He makes D minus receivers look like C pluses, you know? So I don't think that that like, oh, Scotty Miller's a great talent or like Scotty Miller's good. No, I think it's just Tom Brady makes him look really good. Uh yeah. He's currently unemployed. What happened to him? It's a free agent. So he signed with the Patriots. And then signed with the Panthers after four games with just three receptions, was placed on IR um, because he had to have surgery. And then he was activated in December 2019, got a tryout in August 14, 2020 with the Lions, then signed with the Jets before this season, was placed on injured reserve in October, and then he got waived from injured reserve in December. So he became a free agent. Sucks to be. Hey, man's got two Super Bowl rings. Yeah, for doing nothing. Wait, he has two? He was there in 2016 and 2018. No way. He, he played he three seasons with, with the Patriots. He was 2016, 2017, and 2018. Had si- In fact, not, not only that, 2016 was his best year. So wait, so the Falcons Super Bowl. I think that's the Falcon Super Bowl, isn't it? Would have been the, that would have been February of 17, but the 2016-17 season. Yes. And I don't remember. I remember Martellus Bennett. I remember Amendola. I remember Edelman. Yes. I don't remember Hogan in that game. Was he active? I mean, that, that statistically, that was his best season in New England. Because he, so he played... 15 games, had 38 receptions, his most in New England, had 680 yards, career high, uh, four touchdowns, which was his second most in New England. Um, And then in the postseason, ended up, he had two touchdowns in 2016 with 332 yards and 17 receptions. So he played solid, actually. Yeah, I remember him being a very good player, especially in the regular season. I just, I don't, I, for some reason, it's escaping my memory. Him in that Super Bowl. His, his wife is a doctor, and I would not be surprised if she makes more money than he did. 
Well, hey, the PLL is coming back, so he can go do that. Someone asked us when we did, like, last year around this time. I think we did a Q&A on the story, and someone said, like, thoughts on the PLL. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even know that there were, like, I knew that the MLL and the NLL existed. I didn't even know there was a PLL. Uh, but apparently there is. So, like, Chris Hogan, th there might be, like, a market for you there. Because uh, there clearly isn't one in the NFL. So, yeah. No. Um, lastly, I just want to mention this. Tom Brady, 2-0 and when games are on CBS. Super Bowls. Also, the team in the white jersey normally the team wins. The white normally wins. Bucks are wearing white even though they're at home for some reason. Um, I thought we were because Tom Brady is a genius, and he knows that he's never won a Super Bowl without wearing a white jersey. So, or at least I think he's never won one. You mean he's never won one in blue? How, did he win one in blue? Yeah. Oh. He has lost. He's won in blue. He, he's won he in white. won one since I was consciously a football fan without wearing white. That's because fine. Seahawks wearing white. Seahawks white, white. Falcons white. Falcons Rams white. white. Yeah, all of them wearing white. I think he's so. lost more in blue. I mean, we lost to the Eagles wearing white. But I definitely would say that, like, off the top of the head, I think he's lost more in blue than he has. But, yeah, because the Giants wore blue or wore white for both of the ones against us. Yeah, those two Super Bowls so blend together for me. They're just two losses. But, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much all I've got. Seth says 28 24 bucks at the end of the day. I say 38 35 bucks. We handed out all our prop bets for all of you. Post-game podcast will be out tomorrow. This podcast will be out, like, immediately after the live stream ends. If you were in the chat, we had a decent amount of people watching the stream. Thank you so much for watching. If you're listening to this on the review, thank you so much for listening. And a lot of jam-packed content coming your way this week. So just be on the lookout. And that's pretty much all I've got to say. Anything for you, Seth? No, have a good week, everybody. Stay safe. Yep, and uh, happy watching the Super Bowl. We'll catch up with you guys after the game. Go Bucks.